Welcome to another episode of Tiger Minds. Today's main headlines. The 2020 Nobel Prize for Medicine and Physiology was awarded for the discovery of hepatitis C virus. NASA launches a $23 million titanium toilet to the International Space Station and what this means for space travel in the future. And finally, we discuss recent reports of virus cases in Stockholm, Sweden and why Sweden is very different from the rest of the world in dealing with COVID-19. I'm your host, Daniel Fengon. All new ideas and discoveries on this episode of Tiger Minds. Today we begin with news from Stockholm, Sweden, from the Karolinska Institute. The Nobel Assembly at Karolinska Institute today decided to award the 2020 Nobel Prize in Physiology and Medicine jointly to a US-UK team for the discovery of hepatitis C virus. Hepatitis C is a major global health problem that causes cirrhosis and liver cancer in people around the world. And the Nobel Assembly decided to award the three scientists from US and UK who have made a decisive contribution to the fight against bloodborne hepatitis. Hepatitis is a global threat to human health. Scientists have long known that hepatitis A spreads largely through contaminated food or water and hepatitis B viruses are spread largely through blood. Hepatitis C or bloodborne hepatitis C was only identified in 1989. One of the scientists first discovered that blood from patients who did not have hepatitis B would still have liver inflammation and disease. But for years, the cause was unknown. A breakthrough happened in 1989 when the three scientists cloned the virus, making its genetic identity known. This allowed further research on it. Liver inflammation, or hepatitis, is mainly caused by viral infections, although alcohol abuse, environmental toxins, and autoimmune diseases are also important causes. In the 1940s, it became clear that there are mainly two types of infectious hepatitis. The first they named hepatitis A, transmitted by polluted water or food and generally has little long-term impact on the patient. The second type is transmitted through blood and bodily fluids and represents a much more serious threat since it can lead to a chronic condition with the development of cirrhosis as well as liver cancer. This form of hepatitis is less apparent as otherwise healthy individuals can be silently infected for many years before serious complications arise. To put it in perspective, bloodborne hepatitis is associated with significant mortality and causes more than a million deaths per year worldwide, making it a global health concern on a scale comparable to HIV infection and tuberculosis. During this time up until the discovery of this virus, identification of the novel virus was really a high priority because it wasn't hepatitis A or B, yet these liver inflammatory conditions persisted, making the identification of this something that had to be done. This team of three scientists along with other pharmaceutical companies 
jointly went on a discovery, went on a search, and following a comprehensive search, they found a positive clone for a virus, and it was named Hepatitis C virus. The discovery of Hepatitis C was decisive, but one essential piece of this puzzle was missing. The question still remained, could the virus alone cause hepatitis? And to answer this question, the scientists had to investigate if the cloned virus was in fact able to replicate and cause the disease. And this is where some of the researchers of this group, along with other groups working on RNA viruses, noted a previously uncharacterized region in the end of the hepatitis C virus genome. And they suspected could be important for virus replication. And through genetic engineering and innovations in biotechnology industry, there was final proof that hepatitis C virus alone can cause the unexplained causes of transfusion-mediated hepatitis. This discovery of hepatitis C virus is a landmark achievement in the ongoing battle against viral diseases. Thanks to their discovery, highly sensitive blood tests for the virus are now available. And these have essentially eliminated post-transfusion hepatitis in many parts of the world, greatly improving global health. Their discovery also allowed the rapid development of antiviral drugs directed at hepatitis C. For the first time in history, the disease can now be cured, raising hopes for eradicating hepatitis C virus from the world population. The impact of this discovery makes particular sense now in the climate that we live in where companies and pharmaceutical companies and governments around the world are really trying hard to find a cure for the coronavirus. Congratulations to the three scientists, Alter, Houghton and Rice for their discovery and the 2020 Nobel Prize for Medicine. Alter and Rice are now working on coronavirus research, while Houghton is now trying to develop a hepatitis C vaccine. The Nobel Prize Committee meets in Stockholm, Sweden to make their decisions. Coming up this week are the announcements for the Nobel Prizes for Physics, Chemistry, Literature and Peace. The last one, that could be a controversial one this year. And speaking of Sweden, a new report analyzing the sewage water system in Stockholm showed an increase in viral particles, specifically SARS-CoV-2, the virus that causes coronavirus. Why is this relevant? Well, this is the first time that any country around the world has provided actual data showing the rise in COVID that is not linked to testing in the hospitals. This is very relevant because a common pushback to reports of increased cases around the world is that with increased testing, there will be increased cases of COVID and that it does not necessarily mean that there is an actual uptick in coronavirus cases. But an independent set of data like this, increased viral particles in the wastewater system of a city, provides conclusive population-wide evidence that there is, in fact, a rise in COVID and that it is not due to increased testing. Sampling of the wastewater at three facilities in Stockholm began in mid-April after studies showed that the remnants of the virus could be detected in sewage water, 
but this is the first time that such results have been published. Sweden was one of the only countries in the world that refused to do a nationwide shutdown. And in recent weeks, Sweden has seen a rise in cases. But the country is also conducting much more testing, making it difficult to determine how widespread the virus is now compared to earlier months. And so this new method of testing the sewage water is particularly helpful because it could provide important insights into the spread and prevalence of the disease without the need for expensive widespread individual testing. Now here is a group level testing by just testing the sewage water. Individual tests are still required, however, to look at population level changes over time. This type of water analysis could definitely save a lot of resources because they give a lot of valuable information that could be combined with other parameters. As of Friday, Sweden has confirmed 94,000 cases of COVID-19 and almost 6,000 associated deaths. Since the beginning of coronavirus, Sweden has been in the forefront for many reasons, one of which was that Sweden refused to enforce a nationwide lockdown. So it remains to be seen if Sweden's approach to tackle the coronavirus is a success story or a cautionary tale. Finally, let's talk about toilets, specifically a $23 million titanium toilet for space. Out of all the many discoveries put forward by NASA comes the latest innovation that is getting its first dry run, or maybe a not so dry run, using its $23 million titanium toilet that is better suited for women and it's headed to the International Space Station. Weighing barely 100 pounds and just 28 inches, the new toilet is roughly half as big as the two Russian-built ones at the space station currently, and it's more of a camper size to fit into the NASA Orion capsule that will carry astronauts to the moon in a few years. According to NASA, the International Space Station residents will test out the new toilet for a few months, and if the shakedown goes well, the toilet will be open for regular business. With SpaceX now launching astronauts to the space station and Boeing less than a year from sending its first crew, more toilets are needed. So why the 23 million titanium toilet? Well, as you can imagine, conventional toilet technology won't suffice in space. Let's just say things can get a bit messy real quick without gravity. The last time NASA ordered a new toilet was in the early 90s to accommodate two-week space shuttle missions. In addition to a $23 million toilet, there are air tanks, a cinematic VR camera for spacewalks, as well as seeds for greenhouse growing. Now NASA is really concerned about growing food in space because given that the space station population will be expanding from 6 to 7 with a second astronaut launch on October 31st, NASA is starting to consider food production in outer space. So got a favorite vegetable or fruit you would like to harvest in outer space? The seeds that NASA picked for its first greenhouse growing 
in outer space is radish seeds. According to experts, growing radish in orbit may sound trivial, but it is actually a transition from basic plant biology in space to a production system. Recall the scene from The Martian where Matt Damon is growing potatoes. This might be the more realistic version of that. And given that the space station population are expanding from 6 to 7 with another launch in October, where another astronaut will be going into the International Space Station, NASA has been thinking about new ways to grow food in orbit. And the researchers are hoping for 40 radishes from the seeds going up within a month. Larger plants like peppers and tomatoes should follow in a few years, adding to the astronaut's diet. There are all of these items that are being sent into the International Space Station with the goal that more astronauts and potentially space travel will happen in the future and developing an infrastructure for better toilets and growing food becomes a real concern and much research is going into these areas. With space exploration and space flight becoming more and more commercialized, these steps are essential for the future of space travel. And that's it for today's episode, folks. Thank you for listening to the Tiger Minds podcast, where we bring you new ideas and discoveries on Mondays and Fridays. Please check the show notes for the research publications relevant to the topics we discussed today. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Tiger Minds Podcast for episode previews. I'm Daniel Thengone. See you next time.